Welcome, Black Equity listeners, to another sneak preview of Hide Something from a Negro, which is co-hosted by Leandra Boney and DJ Motri. On the full episode, we're able to touch on Dave Chappelle's new comedy skit. We're also able to talk about Kyrie Irving, uh, warning other NBA players not to go to Disney World, and also Donald Trump planning a rally around uh, Juneteenth. On this particular snippet that you're going to listen to out of the full one-hour conversation, you're going to hear us talk a little bit about Kyrie Irving and why he may have uh, felt that something fishy was going on as the NBA plans its return. So sit back and enjoy this uh, sneak preview of Hide Something from a Negro. And if you want the full episode, click the link in the show notes. headlines uh, say Kyrie Irving reportedly there's only 20 guys actually getting paid system is designed to divide us Kyrie Irving led a video call of NBA players to discuss reservations about resuming the season the net star said he didn't support continuing at Disney World uh, one of the uh, Reporter says sources is a wide ranging call with 80 or so NBA players and multiple voices. Kyrie, uh, Chris Paul, Carmelo Anthony were all vocal. One quote from Kyrie, there's only 20 guys actually getting paid and I'm part of that. Let's not pretend there's not a tiered system purposely to divide us all. And so uh, he says racial justice is important, and I don't doubt our, uh, Irving's sincerity in pursuing it. He also should acknowledge how playing can increase Black wealth. So that's the person writing the article. Um, from the things that I've put out so far, what are your thoughts? Wait a minute. What, what, what was that? I'm so sorry. Did they just say he should acknowledge that? Scroll down real quick. He should acknowledge how playing can increase black wealth. Okay. There's some truth to that. By playing, these players receive more money during these two or three months. And uh, they can then use that money to pour into the things that they care about. There's some truth to that. There's very little truth to that, though. Okay, break that down. Dissected that a little bit. In the last episode, they're based on contracts. They are fairly limited. I mean, they do have a larger, what do they say? Especially for players who, unlike him, haven't already gotten rich. But at what extent? You get what I mean? Like everything costs. Let's just say that. You're getting this lump sum. So I get, you say what extent? To what extent? Like how much... How much can I touch? What can I do? What can I not do? Remember, we were talking about contracts. So, yeah, I have a certain... Yeah, this is a backroom deal. That's what I mean. And during a backroom deal, that's where you see 
what's really happening. And what's going on behind the scenes is the NBA has struck a backroom deal with Disney. Disney. Now, that's a whole nother can of worms. Mm-hmm. Because, okay, here's what I was picturing as I was reading the article. I'm picturing a majority white-owned league, the NBA, with one NBA owner that is black, which is Michael Jordan. Because I know on our last episode, we dug into, well, what are the NFL owners doing? Mm -hmm. So it's only right that we at least examine what the NBA is doing. So you have a majority white-owned league that is – magically have have teamed up with Disney. Mm-hmm. Now, keep in mind that Disney also owns ABC. There's This is all about te- television deals here. Right. Uh, ABC usually, for the last few years, hosts the NBA Finals. ABC, once again, is owned by Disney. Mm-hmm. So there's already a prior relationship there. And so if these players want to get paid. If these teams want to get paid, they will play these games in order to fulfill their television contracts. Okay, that's where the bulk of a lot of their, their, their money is coming from. Of course, they would have received a lot more with fans coming and ticket sales. But to at least you know, make it out of the season profitable, the TV contract is key. Here's what was going through my mind, though. Why do we trust Disney so much? Like you're, you're taking, you're taking hundreds and hundreds of black players, and there are other nationalities and ethnicities within the NBA, but for the majority, uh, most players are black. Mm-hmm. You're taking hundreds of of players in the NBA, and you're telling them what they can do, where they can go. I'm not sure if they're telling them what they can eat but I'm sure they're limited to the food that is there. How do we know that Disney won't, I mean, let's just, if we're, if we're really fighting white supremacy or white nationality or white nationalists, Mm -hmm. if we're really fighting that, how do you know that Disney world won't poison these players with their food? How do you know that being, uh, these NBA players being there is actually going to be secure. Who is securing these facilities? Is it Disney World? And how do we trust that security? You're isolating all these players into one area and saying, it's okay, you can trust us. Here's a paycheck. And there's money tied to it. And that's it, really. And then you tell them for the first 30 days that none of their family or friends will be able to visit them. Mm-hmm. And so as I was reading uh, Kyrie's stuff that was coming out you know, about his concerns and he said something smelled fishy, I was trying to figure out, well, what, what is it? So here's another article. Uh, Kyrie Irving on NBA Restart, I don't support going into Orlando. And uh, it says the players led by Melo on this topic also stress unity and whatever actions they take. Irving said he doesn't like the optics of many black players in the NBA going to a quarantine city to entertain the masses. Taking the spotlight off the Black Lives Matter movement 
and much needed police and social reforms. He is far from the only player thinking this way. Um, His quote is, I don't support going to Orlando. I'm not with the systematic racism and the bull-ish. Something smells a little fishy. Go ahead. You have a thought? No, I just agree with him. Even I couldn't imagine being in that position. Like, this is my career. This is what I do. And now you want to kind of put me into this, uh, I'm going to say it for lack of a better term, camp. Ultimately, that's what it is. And now you're almost giving me, you're kind of putting me in a position where I have an ultimatum because we all know that I'm very limited in what I'm I'm supposed to or allowed to say against, not supposed to speak up against the organization and definitely not about social issues to this extent, but it's something that affects me. It's something that affects our country, our people the people who support this organization is just so much that goes into it, but I agree with them. And I'm, I'm very excited to see how they, you know, continue in their unity with this. So we have to look at the owner here. Mm. Well, as soon as I heard about this being quarantined and playing for the masses, I started thinking, well, who owns Disney world? Cause the issue isn't necessarily the NBA here. Because he, he's been playing for the NBA. So I feel like if, if they were going back and, and playing regular at their normal uh, facilities, I wonder if there would have been that much of a cry out. Now, this is what he does as part of his job. So I wonder if he would have had issues with it. I feel like the, the main issue is being quarantined in Disney World and that just being – okay. There was never any vote on where to go. There was never any um, anything in place. What, what the NBA needs to do for future reference is they need to have a uh, privately owned site that they can do something like this at, um, that they own. Because putting your hands and trust into um, an outside entity, that seems a little, that does seem fishy. Mm-hmm. So the owner or the chairman of Disney World uh, or Disney Corporation, Walt Disney Company, is Bob Iger. He was the CEO from 2005 to 2020. Before working for Disney, this is very important. Mm -hmm. Before working for Disney, Iger served as president of ABC Television Mm -hmm. and as president of Capital Cities ABC Incorporated from 95 until Disney's acquisition of the company. He was named president and CEO of Disney in 2000 and later succeeded uh, Michael Eisner. Now, my, my question with this is, what is it about Disney World that's hiding from us? If you want to hide something from a Negro, mm-hmm. if you want to hide something from a Negro, you put it in an amusement park. You put it in a brand that uh, is squeaky clean and no one would ever question. Mm. Like, I started thinking, as soon as he said something was fishy, I started thinking of the uh, Tuskegee experiment. This is is where my mind went. Mm. I started thinking of the Tuskegee experiment. The Tuskegee syphilis experiment uh, was a study of 
untreated syphilis in the African-American male and was a clinical study conducted between 1932 and 1972 by the United States Public Health Service. So basically, the government. Mm -hmm. The purpose of the study was to observe the natural history of untreated syphilis. Uh, the African-American men in the study were only told they were receiving free health care from the federal government of the United States. So they're, they're telling these uh, gentlemen um, that, hey, you're going to get free health care and we're going to take good care of you. But really what was going on is that there was uh, experiments uh, that were happening to these gentlemen. Mm. The 40-year 40 40 year Tuskegee study of untreated syphilis in the Negro male study was a major violation of ethical standards. Researchers knowingly failed to treat participants appropriately after penicillin was proven to be an effective treatment for syphilis and became widely available. So they gave these people syphilis and then didn't treat it. Which is kind of what they've been doing with this testing. Right, because wait, wait a second. They said every single day at Walt Disney World that these players are going to get tested. Now, if you're not familiar, one of the tests that is out there uh, actually requires this huge thing to go up your nose right. in order to test whatever it's testing. Right. Who's administering these tests yeah. uh, at, the, at Walt Disney World? Who is the medical people? What, and what, what are they going to tell the players? No worries. That's it's free. I wonder who is testing. That's a huge part too, is who's doing the testing. Who's paying for them to do the testing? Like where is this funding coming from? And then who is actually doing the testing? And the other part of Walt Disney, I don't know if this is still true, but you know how, of course, it's acres and acres of land, right? Mm -hmm. They own more than half of the land that they actually use. Right. There's just so much to this. So let's look that up. Land owned by Walt Disney. That was a sneak preview of episode two of Hide Something from a Negro. If you want to learn more, click the link in the show notes and head over to listen to the full episode. We will have new episodes every Tuesday for you on Hide Something from a Negro. Thank you for listening and we'll be talking to you again soon. Thank you.